The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Ladian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 344 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, I'm Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our um, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We also have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Idle Weiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Give me a sec, I just need to pull up. Okay. Uh, our Staff Liaison Officer, uh, Commander Psykit, is at the moment running a um, charity stream, uh, but will be joining us later. Uh, and of course, our uh, Tech Monkey for this week is Commander Ventura. Hello. So- Hello. Um, if you wish, um, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game. Um, whereabouts, Ben? I'm in the oh, the patrons of Little Norway system, just exploring a little bit more of that planet. And I'm I'm currently looking at a boarding hostel. Oh, right. I see. And when you said you you had to pull up, I hope you were talking about you're about to I land. Pull up, not pull out. Oh, pull up your trousers. Are you just pulling up your trousers? Or are you pulling up? No, I'm hmm. also not crashing into the ground either. Right, phew. Okay, just so we clear that up. Yep. And that's what he always says he has to do. Anyway, um, if you can't get in-game, you can join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through com slash live. Click on the live chat uh, on Twitch TV slash Live Radio, or you can join us on YouTube, or you can join us on Facebook. Now, we're going to be changing the format a little bit tonight because um, uh, there's a lot of. We'll we'll discuss how Odyssey is is faring at the moment, uh, but we thought we'd like to give um, some of our listeners a say. So, if you are in the Discord and you fancy being yeah, having your say about how Odyssey is progressing, um, go to the on air stage section as one of the listeners, and if you have something that uh, you'd like to 
to say, um, raise your hand and we'll be bringing you in at a later point in the show. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, we will ask everybody what they've been up to this week. So, we'll ask, uh, we'll, we'll ask Shan first. I have been up to absolutely nothing other than, other than sitting in the sun. Oh, That's right. all, all I've been doing. So, bank holiday, sitting in the sun, bank holiday weekend, sitting in the sun. And uh, yeah, so sitting in the sun, doing nothing. And it's been great. Yes, it will be. It has been, especially after all the rain that we've had to deal with. Um, ben, what about yourself? So I've been sitting in buses and sitting in parks. Um, I've been up at home and, you know, that was lovely. Kids didn't let go of me, mm-hmm. uh, which was lovely. Um, and then sitting in buses, which was quite tor- tolerable, to be honest. Um so yeah, and avoiding the the big red big red thing in the sky, big yellow thing in the sky. Uh, been on the... I, I popped I popped outside and I was like, nope, too hot. I haven't been on a bus or public transport for two years at the moment. I was it bizarre to go on a bus surrounded by people and things? No, not really, because although I was on a bus, there was nobody next to me or in their row in front of me, and I don't think in the row behind me. So. Oh, you know, it was as if I basically, you know, I was sort of like, let one go and nobody's willing to sit near me. And I can live with that. It's quite strange, really, because uh, myself and Mr. Shan went to a place called Rutland Water on uh, Monday. And it was absolutely heaving. Like, the car park was full. And it was yeah. people everywhere. And it was really strange to see people everywhere. And yeah. everyone was being like really respectful, and the, and if you weren't wearing a mask, people would like walk around you. They're giving you the right dirt. Oh, okay, they weren't giving you the dirties. No, no. Well, some are wearing masks. The older people are wearing masks. I think you know that's what yeah. they want to do. Yes. I, but it's I've just seen, it's weird to see people. I've seen some severe tutting going on at people who do not wear masks. That's that's how passive aggressive things have gone. Well, well, even outside. <laughs> We're, we're raising the alert level to tut. To tut, yes. Sort of um, <laughs> yeah, the, the British uh, the British alert levels are one evil look, two tut, three I that's it, I'm writing a letter to my MP. Oh, isn't the fourth one Paddington stare? <laughs> no, that's number one. Anyway. Um, let's see. Personally, um, I have been up to to Scotland for the first time in almost uh, a year, just to see my mum. Who's um, we've had a nice um, nice weekend up 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 north, which was bizarre because there was this, as as Ben said, this yellow ball of fire in the sky with a blue with blue sky, and a lot of people were were thinking that was it. Tops off, running down to to basically leaving beach, running into the North Sea, thinking, yes, this is nice. <laughs> Bracing. Um, well, I used to go swimming in the in the fourth. Yeah, well, that's exactly what all these people did. Yeah. There uh, was a so, warning about that on the news, apparently. You don't go swimming in rivers. No, <laughs> the fourth of well, the fourth is, is, a nest, the fourth is, a nest, is an estuary. Yeah. I don't go swimming in well, apparently the, the best place to go swimming is the swimming pool and then the sea, because the river's water quality isn't moderated as much as the sea water quality. So all the sewage and stuff like that goes in the rivers. Yay, the uplifting 
conversation. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, oh, and I've also been doing a bit of exploration in game. Well, uh, with the with the new stuff, and running a couple of missions. So I think I've got a a stream somewhere, which uh, I I might put a link into it. It was supposed to turn into Top Shift 126, but it just went on too long. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. Shall we move on? Well, let's quickly cover the development news that have been happening this week. So the big one was on Thursday. We had uh, Odyssey Update 1, which was a massive amount of bug fixes, which went into the system. And it was followed up by Update 1.1 uh, in the afternoon uh, that very same day. Um, now, personally, I found this one, this uh, update, to actually stabilize a lot of the problems that I was having, except for the frame rate issues. Now, does anybody else, do, were you able to see any difference after update one or 1.1? I don't want to jinx anything, but so far, so non-kicky-outy. I mean, the only Odyssey um, are... Yeah, the so, the so far, the, the so non-kicky-outy, uh, but I'm still getting, you know, as you said, I'm getting 20 FPS, if I'm lucky. Well, with me, the only Odyssey I did actually play this week was I got my Exploration Commander to explore as Anchorage so I could buy an Artemis suit. So I didn't really notice any difference at all, really, because I was in the middle of nowhere with no other assets around. So, yeah, if people say it's improved things, then, hey, it's improved things, but I haven't noticed it because I haven't given it any exercise. Right. Okay. Uh, well, um, after that, on Friday, they had the Commander Creations section where uh, they showed off the various creations uh, of uh, of people throughout the, that they've sent in. Um, yeah, there was uh, basically uh, an Ankira-inspired Odyssey poster by uh, uh, Leninia. Uh, the Dolphin Blueprint, Blueprint by uh, Vlajenko Vidic. Uh, I do apologize for these names, the <laughs> my mispronunciations, because let's be honest, um, if you're playing the live radio drinking game, that's that's two shots already. That's a cool uh, name, though, Colin. That's like, you sound like a chess player. <laughs> uh, we have Odyssey Art by Commander Antodesta. That's an old web browser. <laughs> a Cobra Mark III by Saturn Test Subject. Uh, all uh, I read, I think my favourite has been the Akira inspired uh, uh, SRV. That looks that looks really nice. So um, yes, so they had the Commander Creations section uh, on Friday. They gave uh, an explanation to background simulation balancing. So Sally put a uh, message on the post. Uh, sorry, a message on the forum explaining that they're monitoring the effects in relation to the background simulation. Um, there has been, an, they are aware of a number of concerns raised by the player communities around the impact of Odyssey, uh, and they're continuing to moderate, moderate, monitor this situation uh, carefully. Now, one of the things that has been highlighted is the fact that we're going to lose anarchies. Um, so, we don't want to lose our anarchies. 
Um, and of course, today we had our Super Cruise News 35 because we haven't had any updates because it's been a bank holiday here in the UK. So um, everybody was off. Uh, also, the press reviews have started to come in for Odyssey. And uh, well, unsurprisingly, they haven't been glowing. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. Um, Rock, Paper, Shotgun uh, came up with an Odyssey review and basically, how should how to describe it? They say, although Odyssey is a tough machine with lots of promise, her internal electronics have a serious case of gremlins. Oh dear, look, she's exploded. So uh, yes, it's it, that's not gone down too well. Uh, Massively OP have finally uh, reviewed it under their stick and rudder section. Um, to which they say Odyssey is not bad, but it is broken. But at least the broken can be fixed. So, yes, I think this highlights again, it has been released far, far too early. Um, in other news, um, despite all the uh, the bad press and, the, and a lot of the negativity we've seen on the forums, it doesn't... It, the player numbers still seem to be quite strong on Steam charts. Um, it's running at slightly under 20,000 uh, peak players um, for the last week. So um, it's, it's still, you know, it's, it's not dipping down as sharply as people were expecting. So um, let's just quickly uh, ask Ben and uh, Shan for their thoughts about the press reviews. Uh, what's your? Uh, have you had a chance to look over the rock paper shotgun? Yeah, I've read the rock paper shotgun one, and I, you know, it's a good, it's an honest, it's an honest article. I think mm -hmm. you know, there is there is potential. You know, there's a lot of potential, but as as we all know, calling this a beta would be do, doing a beta a disservice. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have gone that far personally, but um, yeah, okay. Shan? Um, well, I've read all the reviews that were I, I could find. So the Rock Paper Shotgun, the Massively AP one I read, and there's a couple of others as well. And I think, to be, to be fair, that they're all kind of fair enough, really. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, well, we'll talk, we'll, well I, I'll talk later about how I feel about this whole thing, because... Um, Right. Yeah, it didn't. It, it it didn't. It didn't lift. It didn't raise me up to the heavens, shall we say? Reading about them. Well, no, I don't think it would raise anybody up to the heavens reading about them. Right. Um, okay. So, the in-game again events. What has been happening this week? Well, um, tritium mining marks the Alliance Day election. So, um, Mahan won his uh, his community goal last week. Uh, and has now started a tritium mining community goal in, in its place. Um, and yes, because he won the uh, community goal, he also won the alliance election, making Mahan the first alliance prime minister to actually survive a single term and get a second term. So no major changes to power play there. Now, today, uh, the Aegis megaship has uh, announced it's preparing to escape Thargoids. So um, I think people should keep an eye on that for the, maybe this Thursday. See what happens when the Aegis megaship jumps. So are they about to engage the middle finger drive at the Thargoids and just kind of flip the bird and 
Leave us to it. <laughs> the middle finger drive. I like that. <laughs> yes, all independent ships aboard the Alexandria in the HIP 16539 system will be undocked on Thursday of the 3rd of June. Um, so on Thursday, we'll make a hyperspace jump to the uh, HIP 30944 system. Since there is a small population, the risk of casualties will be low if the Thargoids continue to, continue to pursue us. Once there, we'll arrange to offload our cargo and distribute it to multiple locations. As a precaution, shortly before the jump, we will uncouple all independent ships and leave them in HIP 16538. Uh, we advise all pilots currently docked with the Alexandria to depart as soon as possible. The Alexandria was ordered not to enter any federal systems, uh, causing many new feeds, news feeds to refer to it as a plague ship. There are widespread concerns it will attract Thargoids to any system it travels to. Yeah, this reminds me of the 33 episode in, in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so I know where I'll be heading. Uh, with my uh, anti-Zeno ship on on Thursday. Ah, so, um, as you know, as you can probably guess, we're rattling through this quite quickly. Um, now, we have our um, favourite time of the week, a store alert. Store alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your eyes. Right. Um, well, the store alert this week is uh, new skins for the Cobra Mark III. Uh, it's the acceleration paint job scheme, which I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just looking at these and thinking Evil Knievel. Is anybody else? I can see what you mean, Colin, with it. Um, or, or to be fair, well, I have done a bit of Odyssey on the planets. I have been using a Cobra for mission running because you load it up with dumb fires. It's pretty quick. It's cheap if it explodes. And it's an ideal ship for uh, doing the surface missions and being a taxi, really. So I can see why they put the uh, the skins up for the Cobra. Yeah. Um, right. Well, we're like I said, we're we're going to actually flip things over a little bit now. We're going to cover the community corner before we go to our main discussion. Um, so um, there are a couple of very uh, important things we need to highlight and the first one has to do with oh hello has to uh shan what did you want to comment on um well i was i was saying um because it's likely to be quite long and some of our dear listeners may need the loo why don't we have an advert break yeah go on go run adverts i spend so much time in my imperial trader i find it really hard to meet people i mean when do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military? But with VenusDating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match. I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple. With so much in common. 
We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset. Browse in imperial shipyards. And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love... <laughs> shooting <laughs> Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first encounter. public service announcement from the fuel rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will, but you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Are you struggling with paying fines? Do you lose sleep in hyperspace worrying about docking at the next space station? If the answer is yes, then you need to call Cowell & McGrath Fine Management Services got scanned while in Federation space and was caught carrying slaves. It was an unexpected expense that I couldn't afford on top of my fines for damage caused whilst docking. We can help you consolidate all your existing fines into a single large fine, payable in regular instalments at what is almost a competitive interest rate. I called Cowell and McGrath Fine Management Services and they helped me pay my existing fines before I got a bounty on my head. They really saved my life. At Cowell & McGrath, we've helped thousands of pilots whose fines had spiralled out of control. I dared not go near a police star system. Got so desperate that I'd almost resigned myself to a life of piracy. Luckily, I found Cowell & McGrath services before I actually murdered anyone in cold blood. No fines too big, no criminal record too damning. We're here to help you, no questions asked find us in the Lave business directory. I'd got into debt as a result of a massive counter lawsuit by Watt and Pritney. It happened because I'd taken advice on Python protection insurance from... Wait a minute! <coughs> it was you! Carolyn McGrath. Minimum liability, zero accountability. Warning. Balances may go up as well as down. Missed payments may lead to repossession of your ship, seizure of cargo, or the issuing of a death warrant. Um, and welcome back. And uh, as I said before, we will just quickly touch on some of the, the items which have been happening in the community. Uh, the first one we have to cover is definitely the LaveCon COVID update. Now, um, for those of you who have been hiding under a rock, it's pretty apparent that the uh, Indian variant is causing some concern amongst people. And... Uh, uh, at the moment, we are currently assuming that the event is going to go ahead and we are planning for that. However, again, that relies on the COVID restrictions being lifted in line with the existing government timeline. Now, if the government announces that will not be the case and the proposed date is moved after the event, then the event will not go ahead. Um, we don't think it's practical for an event to take place with the current social distancing requirement, distance requirements in place. 
If this is the case, um, LaveCon will offer full refunds or the option to roll your ticket over to next year. Um, we'll also put in place a virtual event similar to last year's. Um, if the event is able to go ahead and has no mandatory COVID requirements in place, we'll be asking for attendees to voluntarily take sensible precautions. This includes taking a free lateral flow COVID test before attending, wearing a face covering, hand washing, and where possible, giving each other space. Um, we will update you as soon as we have a definitely, definite way forward, and we would like to thank you for your patience and understanding. No, yeah. Uh, I must admit, if LaveCon doesn't go ahead this year, I am going to be very gutted. Um, Shan, Ben, uh, any comment? Yeah, I, I feel the same, Colin. Um, you, you know, when when it didn't happen last year, we just kind of understood it. Yeah, okay, we, you know, we get it, but without getting, yeah, I, I don't know. It will be. It will. It will just be. I mean, I, I'm. Those, I can't, can't put into words how upset I would be if it doesn't go ahead because LaveCon is one of the things I go to that gives me energy and enthusiasm and all that good stuff to keep playing Elite and join in and all, you know, it gives you a real boost to go. And if that isn't there, then I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's not much really we can go. Everything is still up in the air until eventually we get a confirmation from the government that the 21st of june or anything before LaveCon is the new date uh and uh yeah if they move it past the, the third or the fourth of july i'm afraid um yeah it's uh it, bad news for everybody on that case um right the other thing that we'd like to mention this uh uh uh, today is basically um, Commander Vintian has managed to raise £1,500 for special effect for actually getting that bum fluff off his chin. Um, he's now fully clean shaven for the first time in 10 years and um, I wouldn't recognise him if you walked past me. Did no, you? No, he looks so strange. But, or, or, although but stranger. I, I, well, yeah, but to, to be fair, what I would have done if I was him, I'd say, okay, if someone, if I raise another 500 quid, I'd do my eyebrows as well. Because he's got eyebrows and they need to go. <laughs> Actually, that's what we did today. Yeah, but the, a significant reason for him doing this is he's doing it so he can go back to work and not look like a homeless person. I mean, to, well, my um, eldest mini Shan. Did that when he was uh, at Cranwell. He had a um, he shaved his eyebrows off for six hundred quid donation to charity mm -hmm. from Saudi some some Saudi Arabian. So he came back home from uni with no eyebrows. I'm like what? And he goes, yeah, I shaved them off for six hundred quid for charity. And we thought, oh, fair enough, you know. So you know, if you say it's a charity, could you, you then you then get away with that shaving them off if he's you know going to be doing trooping of the colors or something like that no no this isn't that isn't that mini shan this is elvis mini shan no, and he was could, could, could that mini shan get away with it and um, i doubt I it don't, i don't know we had to mr shan had to go out to boots to get him an eyeliner pen to draw them back in again <laughs> well he did look surprised he does look a lot younger yeah but <laughs> apparently apparently mrs dave 
Uh, he's quite looking forward to him getting some hair back on his in his face. Um, and the dog doesn't recognise him. The dog doesn't recognise him. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, this reminds me of what Dave Hughes did for his. Uh, he did something similar for uh, a charity event at Fantasticon, and basically, <laughs> me and Fozza put in an extra twenty quid for him to do his eyebrows as well. And fair play to him, he did it. <laughs> I remember I was there for that. That was funny. I think I even chopped a bit off. <laughs> So, yes, um, so that is the uh, community note news that we're going to cover for uh, for this week. There'll be plenty more to discuss next week. But for the moment, uh, what we're going to do is we are going to try something a little different. We're having a kind of phone-in. Um, so, as I've said, uh, you can join us in the on-stage area. Um, and please bear with us while we try and sort this one out, because... It's the first time we've ever done this. So um, the main question that we're asking people is, how are they feeling about what's happened with Odyssey? And our first caller is the man who started the Thargoid War for us. That would be Stephen Usher. Hello, Stephen. How are you doing? Remember, you need to unmute your microphone, Stephen. <laughs> well, this, this is working out well. Hey, 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 hey. We can hear hey, you. There we go. Hey, excellent. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, yeah the main, main thing I was wanted to talk about was exploration and um, how um, lacking it is in, uh, in Odyssey. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with the actual devs themselves. I think it's a management issue. Um, I, I, I agree a lot with what Chan's been saying in the past. Uh, and what Obsidian Ant said in his video this uh, this week about basically FDev losing touch with, um, I wouldn't say reality, but at least the player base. Um, yeah, it, it seems that the in exploration, the designers, or at least the lead designers, don't seem to understand exploration at all. Uh, I think that was uh, shown in the alpha when half the tools that the explorers used in the galaxy map weren't there uh, and things like that. And the whole idea of the plant fiddler, um, sorry, plant plo prober or whatever, whatever it's called. Uh, and that, that's the, my, Dyson the Dyson scanner. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, that, that really, really, yeah, it just didn't mesh with what explorers do, what explorers want. I was just wondering, how they obviously don't play this game at all in that sort of role. So, Stephen, are you are you feeling angry? Are you sad? Are you, you know just trying to work? You know, because we you know, we've talked about exploration a bit, but what we're trying to do is yeah. see people how does that feel. I'm disappointed. I'm I'm not angry. I'm disappointed and think that they could have done so much better if they just been less secretive i think it's ever since they had that release or leak of the uh their timeline uh, their, their the the projects they wanted to do they've been so paranoid they haven't talked to anyone haven't listened to anyone i can't fault the community team either because i think they're in the dark as much as anything uh, i'm just sad uh, it's funny that you actually say that because um out of all the parts of Odyssey, I'm actually finding the exploration side of it the most, well, not exciting, but the, the where I'm getting the most enjoyment. 
Um, and is is it just the galaxy map tools that is is getting to you, or is it the whole um, the actual looking for biologicals or things like that? Biologicals are actually relatively easy to find, unless you're looking for bacteria. Mm-hmm. It's the geological stuff. That's the stuff that interests me, and that's almost well. The heat map is basically useless. Yeah, for for, for geologicals, yes. There. Um, Geological things are usually quite, um, let's say, geographically restricted. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't show that at all. The old points of interest actually worked very well in that case. Yes. But so you're, not, you're meaning things like the, oh, like geothermal streams yeah, and so on. Yeah. Lava spouts. I haven't found the lava spout. I found the geyser, but it was just a, I found it by accident by finding some. Um, crystal shards mm-hmm. and there was no animation it was nothing in there it was just a ring of supposed rocks and that was it really disappointed right yeah it, um, what, what kind of things would you like them to to be then well even if it was what we had before animated geezers actually geezering um even even that that's just fine as long as the there's a way of actually finding these clusters of interesting sites and that's completely missing it seems uh, uh, that's fair enough um is there any other part of odyssey that uh, uh that appeals to you or is it just you wanted the exploration to be your thing well, exploration's been my thing since almost the beginning. Uh, when when, when the game first arrived, I went off to see the Orion Nebula. Um, finding interesting things is nice uh, if you're out in the black. Um, again, the, the, as Sean had pointed out previously, the number of new biologicals is tiny, relatively. It, it, they say it's four times as many. I can't remember. That was four times a small number already, and that seemed just like almost an afterthought. But right. also, yeah. otherwise, Odyssey, yeah, the, the walking around is really nice. Lots of the stuff has great potential. Uh, it's not there yet, and as people keep pointing out, it's, it is basically a beta release. Mm. And... I don't really mind about the low frame rate too much. Yeah, I know that's going to get better in time. Being able to drive around with SRV and not crash into tiny pebbles and have my uh, shields go down, uh, that that would be nice. But um, those are niggles. Those are not major things. The sunsets are amazing. There's lots to praise about it, but there's there's the... there's always the the gotcha. They always the oh bother. There's the why did they think of that or the fatal flaw, and that's what's so saddening. Right. Okay. Um, what we're going to uh, do next? Well, thanks for your uh, contribution there, Stephen. Um, we're going to uh, move on to Mac. I think uh, Mac Winston, friend of the show, uh, has joined us for this one. Hello. Hello. So we're going to be asking everybody who, who comes in for this one the same question. Um, how's Odyssey making you feel? 
Uh, the the performance issues have uh, they've the, it's kind of stopped me from playing at all the performance issues um, because I it, it ends up anything I want to do new and Odyssey e drops down to about thirteen fps. Um, I went into actually I went to the uh, the Lave Broadcasting House, which is. I mean, it's very nice. I mean, I, I noted that you've joined the Empire, which is great. Um, but the 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 FPS when I went inside, I, oh, and I got I got the I got another suit in there. They had a suit I was missing, so that that, that was quite nice. But the um, the I was down to around thirteen FPS, which is a little bit, um, you know, it, it's yeah. But all these things can be fixed. I again, yeah, it, it it's like what everyone is saying. It's really, it's definitely early access or a beta. It's a bit silly calling it real release. But I mean, you can see, you can see there is plenty of potential there. I mean, I just, I, I just decided to fly around this planet that um, the the Lave Station Broadcasting House is on, and I found a. A very nice and very convincing U-shaped valley that looks like a glaciation feature. You know, it's it's you know the, the stuff you read in geography textbooks. It's absolutely breathtaking under the the odd yellowy green atmosphere. It looks like a truly alien. It, it looks partly familiar from yeah. You know, if you if you go up to the Highlands of Scotland, you see those kind of things, but not with not with this alien kind of greenish hued greenish yellowish hued sky and it does it does look really quite spectacular i think i think there's a lot of unrealized potential for exploration and i'm somebody who enjoys the exploration side of it a lot as well i'm actually off on a ex- expedition next month the apollo 15 so I'm hoping I can do it in Odyssey, although I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to drop the VR because the frame rate just just doesn't do it for VR right now. But yeah, loads. Of, I I think a lot of the broken stuff can be fixed, and it, it's funny. History has kind of repeated itself again. When the game originally launched during the gamma phase, people were saying, "Oh no, it's a vertical slice." This that, and the other, and when it launched, it turned out not to be a vertical slice. I think the same thing has kind of happened again. Um, what was in the alpha is pretty much what we're going to guess. It wasn't any kind of vertical slice. But over the years, I mean, if you compare 1.0 with uh, Horizons as it is now, it's just like night and day. They've they've added. There's just been so much added in the interim uh, that you know it it turned out it turned into a eventually it turned into a game with lots of different things to do. I mean, okay, you, you can, you know, there are people make criticisms about it, but I found for what, I found Horizons, you know, perfectly, you know, it, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I think um, the same thing in the future will be true about Odyssey. They'll, they'll fix the performance problems. They'll add stuff to exploration because I, I think one thing that came out during probably about two or three years ago that a huge proportion of the, everybody thinks oh it's just you know it's mostly competitors who, who play elite you know they they just want in for the for you know for spaceship battles and all that but it turned out that a huge number of players are like they're just explorers like a, a big 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 percentage you know i i I wouldn't say fifty percent necessarily, but something something on that order of magnitude. A surprisingly large number of players are in it for the exploration. So, 
uh, hopefully they'll hopefully this is an aberration and they'll fix it i try to i try to stay optimistic but um yeah at the moment the the performance is really kind of killing my enthusiasm at the moment even though there are some really breath i mean that's where the planet where the planet new planet tech works is absolutely breathtaking um yeah and also oh the other the other thing i noticed actually really just tonight is that planet planets you're used to um the the landable planets you're used to seem more recognizable they seem to ha- they often seem to have more of a, a face to them if you see what i mean you i was going back to where my fleet carriers parked and as i approached the planet it wasn't just an anonymous ball it was something i recognized which i didn't really get with horizons so i think the new planet tech shows great promise it just needs it, it, we we just need bug fixes really right okay then um thanks for your contribution uh so i mean we've got both mac and and steven who are basically explorers there uh discussing effectively the the issues that they've got. I mean, do you guys feel that it's kind of like a no man's sky problem where they haven't got um, the depth yet that it needed to have? I don't know, Colin. I mean, I've been... Uh, what Mac was just saying did sort of provoke a thought I have been having. I've been asking myself is, is us wanting to be it wanting to be like this is just the baseline this is just the basics and they build on it is that wishful thinking or is that something that we think is going to happen because and, and that's been one of the things that's been hitting me in the way i've been feeling is they said oh this is the release this is prom-, you know there's more there's, there's more to come on this branch and all of a sudden it wasn't and i don't know i i, I just kind of think well are, are we hoping for more? Because what we've got doesn't, you know, it, it's like it's like having a a cheeseburger when you wanted a Big Mac. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to try equate what Mac was saying to how I feel, and I don't know the answer to that question. Mm. I know what I want the answer to be, but because we were sold it, this is a finished product. The roadmap we're getting on the fourth, as far as I understand it, it's a fixed roadmap, not a content roadmap. So I don't know. I just really want them to say, don't worry, guys, this is the baseline. We've got a whole year's worth of stuff to come along. It'll be great. Don't worry. Trust us. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with the fact that, you know, that was one of the reassuring things when the Horizon season came out, was that even though um, Horizon, when you got tired of the... Uh, of the landing on planets after after a while, it it just didn't. Um, you, you at least knew that something else was in the pipeline, and at the moment with Odyssey, there doesn't seem to be, and and I think that is causing a lot of insecurity amongst um, uh, amongst commanders. Oh no! You usually ask the questions. So I'll ask you a question. Um, if the roadmap on the fourth. Yeah, turns out to be a fixed roadmap. How will that make you feel? Oh, make me feel. Well, I need to. I, I need the. Well, to me, Odyssey's not. Um, I haven't explored the, everything that Odyssey has to offer yet, so I'm fine with with it just being a fixed roadmap at the moment. Although I do want, I think, and a lot of other people do. Um, <laughs> 
they do want reassurance that this isn't going to become another multi-crew power play or CQC. And there, I don't. I think Frontier have misread the situation, um, because <laughs> I know that they they say, "Oh, we've got content planned all the way through to 22, uh, 2022 because of of Galnet." But at the moment, I think people need that kind of thing. That there there are more things coming with Odyssey not just fixes and until they get people get that reassurance there are going to be um well people are just going to give up on it it's it's, it's like um it, it's like when uh one of your mmos favorite mmos they don't get a con they get a content update and then nothing everyone just assumes it's gone into maintenance mode and i think i think there's a lot of insecurity about it's going to end up going into maintenance long quite quickly. That answer your question. Yeah, I was gonna ask Ben the same question. Or do you have to wait yeah. for that first? Yeah, no, sorry, I'm I'm just inviting Commander Stoffel from the Coding to chat with us. But do you want to reiterate your question and I'll answer and then we can bring Stoffel in. Yeah, um if the roadmap that's coming out on the fourth of June is just a this is our roadmap to fix the performance um etc how will that make you feel if it's just a fixed roadmap not a content roadmap we need a fixed roadmap i'll agree there but we need a form of hope <laughs> um yeah we need we need hope for the future which is basically what i think colin was saying yeah i'm a, i'm afraid that, yeah that that that's effectively it in one sentence where i was wishing on for about 30 <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to welcome Commander Stoffel uh, from the from those nasty pirating code people. How are you, sir? The code are nice pirates. We like the code. Okay, uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice pirating people. I am. I am, um, I am touched. It's, um, thank you for welcoming me to your uh, chat. Um, that's awesome. Um, um, yeah, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna ask you uh, the same question we've been asking everyone else. Um, how are you feeling about Odyssey at the moment? I think it's very similar to most people. Performance isn't great. Um, the grind is real. I mean, oh my god, it's real. I'm almost grade four, and I'm like, what am I doing in my life right now? <laughs> um, is yeah. that, isn't it grade four on your uh, grade four and dominator suits, yeah, and weapons and, and all that. Um, we did the little um, the treasure hunt trick to like get us up. Yeah, but that's only one level. That's taken a week. You know, I could have been one of my colleagues said um, could have been level forty in Skyrim in the time we've just done this one level. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to even share that even more about the grind? Uh, it's it's um it's quite ridiculous. Um, yeah, they, they need a recap. Are you triple elite? I am triple elite, actually. Yeah. You realise now with the new elite ranks, you have to become triple elite five times to get to where you are or where you were before Odyssey. No, Shan, that's no. Unfair. Don't put me off. <laughs> no, that is unfair. And we uh, to be honest, actually, uh, nobody can ever get the four, the four for elite right original four right because CQC was impossible to do. So you know. Oh no, um, we've got one person who's got it. 
Yeah, he was a member of the CQC uh, Discord, probably, and he probably oh, yeah. is the leader. <laughs> yeah, Commander Muscatia, he's he is um, basically, I think he's the only person on who is quadruple elite. <laughs> I tried, like, it broke me. I was uh, like, I can't do it, can't do it, <laughs> it's too much. So I mean, you having anyway. tr- the the grind is is phenomenal, and are you finding it like the original grind for say um, what was it the uh, the Guardian grind, which was unbelievable to begin with? Actually, that wasn't that hard because I found a way of making it easy. <laughs> so the Guardian stuff was actually really easy because they hadn't fixed a bug or something like that and you could just go to the same place over and over again so that's not the same uh, the grind here is it's very much like the original engineer grind where you just mm. there was just too much material requirements for everything and it's too random Yeah, you know they've gone back to the their original plan and just rolled out again and it's like that's not good I'm just wondering, uh, is it Sto- Stoffel, Stoffel? Uh, Stoffel. Stoffel. Like the honey badger. <laughs> um, would you say it is actually the grind, or is it the fact that Down to Earth Astronomy hasn't released a how to get your engineering materials quickly video yet? But they have. There's on a few of them. <laughs> but I mean, we, I, I uh, but, um, it's not that. I play. You know. I, I mean. I actually, I'm not, I've looked at the videos, but I'm just actually just doing missions and trying to do the engineering stuff as per yeah. plan, as Frontier's design. And it's going to take a long time. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the whole point. Actually, the whole point. I was even here. It wasn't even about the grind, right? The, the whole point of it was. Um, I, I just wanted to say that. Um, there's a lack of potential piracy opportunities mm-hmm. um, based on the fact we cannot communicate with anyone we run into because we have to use the keyboard and uh, nobody uh, reads messages. Well, uh, I don't want to... Uh, reading messages when you're on foot is hard, isn't it? Exactly. Have you ever played Daisy, for example, where you can just walk up to someone and push a button and go, hey, how are you doing, man? And they're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, that's what... That's what I'm asking okay, I mean, for here. Here's a question. Do you think that Elite Odyssey could use a some use some kind of proximity voice chat? That's what like I'm asking other for games here. Have got? I think that'd be a really good feature for um, especially the ground maybe maybe not so much ships obviously because it doesn't make yeah. sense. But for ground combat, if you're next to someone, you should be able to say, Hi, how's it going? You know, because mm-hmm. it gives them a ch- it gives them a ch- you know, if you watch Daisy, it should automatically videos, lock you in with your team anyway, I'd say. Yeah, anyone who's in the area, uh, maybe a whisper yeah. as well, if you want to like, be a little bit sneaky, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're stealing this from Daisy, man. It's, it's not an original concept, but it, it works really well in that game, and I don't see why it wouldn't work well in this game. Um, yeah, that's really cool, as I say, because you could, you, could you could sneak up to someone and go, boo, and then zap them with the overload tool, and then kill them. Um, but you can actually, you can actually roll people in Elite Dangerous and Foot because you can drop your materials. So that's an opportunity for piracy, and I'd say why not exploit that? It makes yeah. game, it, emergent gameplay, and that's what the code is all about. We like emergent gameplay, where we don't know how it's going to go. You know, it's but it gives us a re- reward or them a reward for winning the encounter. You know, so yeah, dro- drop your. Uh, power generator, or you get shot. 
pretty much. But their so mate might be behind. Yeah, bits. your your mate might be sneaking up behind us with a sniper rifle and murder us both, and then you guys win. Yeah. You know? <laughs> even more worryingly, somebody with a pistol might be near your spaceship. Or standing on it. Oh, that's that an alpha bug. I can't remember. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you no, I know for a fact if you're standing on somebody's ship, and they take off, then that's instant death for you. Uh, but the the spaceship's okay. Is since the death for you as a commander if they take off? Because I was trying to surf someone's ship the other day uh, up to the top of the one of the towers, uh, but we had to get a CSRV to do it, which was a was a shame, kinda. So and are you feeling way, sorry, Ben? Yeah. By the way, apparently, according to Ben Evans over on uh, YouTube, materials in Odyssey isn't random. You can filter the mission board for them and get, say, ten manufacturing instructions. Uh, from two missions. It must be system specific because the systems I've been that using. Wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise yeah, me. That, um, I've been on Arrears, our main system, and yeah, the mm. rewards are rubbish. And I've been in Tizia Neris, another system on high reputation and very similar. Um, so it, might, it may be a system specific, and that'd be good information to share with everyone because. Yeah. You know. Well, that's, I mean, everyone's still very much in a state of. Of learning what everything is, aren't we? Um, I mean, have you got any thoughts actually on the the state of anarchy systems? Um, it was brought to our attention very early. Um, someone goes, mm. "Our influence is tanking." Like I mean, we went from like ninety percent, like down to twenty in days, and we all signed a petition. And we, well, what else we do? You know, it's like, and they have released a statement saying that they're doing something about it, but we don't yeah. know what they're doing. You know, it's. That's smoke and mirrors. <laughs> so by the tone of your voice, then, it sounds as though you're quite optimistic about certain things. You're looking forward to the, the holdups and all the potential. So it sounds like you're, you're fairly upbeat. Um, I am very upbeat about it because I was a backer of the game. I was an alpha backer. So therefore, yeah. I, I think it's, it has potential as long as they listen to the community. Um, and yeah, just take some hints from what we're saying is wrong with the game and do something with that and make it better. If that makes sense, um, I'm not out yet. <laughs> I'm not out yet. I, um, I enjoy this game. I love it. I think it's great. So excellent. Um, well, um, thanks for your your contributions, uh, Stuffle. Um, all the best to you, you pirating people. <laughs> Yar. 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 <laughs> Indeed, Lee. You're gonna welcome Psychic in Colin or shall I? And hi to Psychic's Ra Raiders. Hi. Hi, guys. Colin himself to just listening by the looks of things. So, um... oh, as Colin pressed buttons. Oops. Yeah, I'm pressing the wrong buttons. Here. <laughs> ah. um, right. Okay. Well, welcome, Psychic. Um, how have you been? I'm good. I'm really good. We had a really good. Um, we had a really good charity stream on Friday. Um, I played 12 hours of. Um, odyssey and i didn't want to punch my screen or do anything insane so it was really nice actually um we had a, we had a lot of fun and it honestly was it was tricky but um for and in some cases like instancing some things are still like i'm not gonna lie it's still really buggy but i'm mm. i'm really enjoying it so have you managed to cap a dome have i managed to dome a nerd specifically i yes First See, day. I'm done with the kids. I know Colin, I domed a nerd first day. It was great. <laughs> my my son and is now looking at me like, oh, 
what is capping a dome or whatever it was? Doming a nerd. I, I shot someone in the face and it was good fun. Yes. Especially with the sniper rifle. When you get a good shot with a sniper rifle. Um, so, it's quite satisfying. Mm -hmm. So has it been quite stable for you um, since they dropped the patch on Thursday? Um, so more, more or less. In, in Tonight, instancing was difficult. And there was a point where we got all six of us into an instance together. And it was great. And then as soon as we landed on the conflict zone, everyone else stayed in the instance. And then could I get back into it? Ah. Uh. So that was uh, that was uh, that was upsetting, but it it was still it was still fun. It it's still been really fun. Um, it'd be nice to take take some time. Like last week, the only time I played elite was the Tuesday night last week, and then for, and then the whole of Friday. And it's been nice to not be as exclusively elite intensive because I feel like that would have been. I don't. The word soul-destroying shouldn't be a word that you associate with any game. However, I feel like it might have been a little bit more frustrating um, had we had I, had I not taken, taken a nice chunk of time away from playing the game and just coming back to it to enjoy it for what it is at the moment rather than for what my, like, what my expectations of it, of it are, oh, right. which is still yeah. quite high. Yeah, that, that is understandable. Yes. Um, yeah. Personally, for for me, I've, I mean, I haven't done any of the combat zones yet, but I have been thoroughly enjoying the exploration, um, despite its misgivings. Um, no, uh, we are actually um, bringing people in. We're doing a kind of a, a midnight caller stroke voy uh, call in show, first time ever. Um, so, are you going to start uh, doing your ASMR stuff again, Colin? <laughs> No, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to. I never did AS, ASMR. Hello, Colin, and welcome. You're on the air. <laughs> Just everybody else thought I did. Thanks very much. Um, so we'll, we're going to welcome uh, Kai Zen from Elite Week, um, who's joining us uh, for the moment. Um, Kai, nice for you to join us. Uh, so <laughs> how's Odyssey making you feel at the moment? Oh, I, I think you guys have plenty of people to offer their opinions on that, and people hear me prattle on more than enough. I I didn't come to really talk about that. I just wanted to, and I, I sent Ben a note, I just wanted to share the answer to your last caller's question. Um, you can easily just go to any of the planetary sites, scan a planet, and if it's uh, landable with the uh, atmosphere, and you see that it has the irregular markers, Fly down and look. There's two types of. It's basically a crashed uh, satellite. Mm -hmm. It's either the t kind that looks like the nav beacon, where it looks like an egg that's cracked on the ground, or the kind that looks like a. It's got a little radar dish and solar panels. You want the egg-looking one, the one that looks like the nav beacon. You can literally go down there, kill three guys, hop up on. Hi, the do you thing. want to talk me through this just now? Because. So what sure. I need my discovery scanner do I do when I approach a planet? Yeah, yeah. Go just scan any planet okay. and look look for the irregular it's a called a regular or no 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 sorry, impact, impact sites. Um okay, you'll find so them on I'll, some, I'll, not on others. Okay, so but, I'll fly I'm heading off to yeah. two oh five two four and then use my surface scanner on it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you have plenty of other people that wanna whatever. So let me just explain this in like twenty seconds and get off the air to make room for the next guy. But um 
it, it yeah the one that looks like an, the one that looks yeah. like a little egg a nav beacon you go it has a panel on it you can scan it uh in about an hour and a half of drinking very hard liquor i got 140 some odd manufacturing uh instructions they're they're super you you just scan it it's very 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 important jump off of the little satellite don't be standing on the satellite because if you're standing on the satellite when you log out and re-log back in it will spawn you in before the satellite and you'll fall into the ground where the satellite is and then the satellite will spawn on top of you and then you're screwed um, so you you literally just go up to it you only have to fight people maybe one out of every like 30 or 40 times you do that login trick you can do it in once in a minute or or 20 seconds you can jump up there click on the thing if there is, uh, sometimes you'll get two or three manufacturing instructions in one go. Um, you you download them, and while you're downloading them, cut the panel, pick up the other crap, do whatever you like. But like literally, you can average more than one a minute doing this. So you can literally just be sitting there having a few drinks and watching TV and get those. And this uh, way of doing it comes courtesy of I learned it from astro down to earth astronomy who makes phenomenal guides but i just wanted to share that with your uh buddy from the code and all of your listeners and now i'm gonna bugger off all right cheers kai have well enjoy that whiskey yep ciao yeah um i think down to earth astronomy did uh did a video covering that didn't he yeah he did he did yeah i wish we had the geological stuff again because wasn't the geological stuff in the filters originally in alpha no no, no. Um, it was uh, there available as a as a filter, but I don't think I was able to ever find anything with it. Um, well, in the alpha, everything was just a green mess, wasn't it? Well, yeah, green and red and 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 whatever. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it can be uh, a little bit. Oh, there you can see you can you've got your different. Um... Yeah, so I've got I've got I've got I've got me a shrubbery. You shrubs. Um, some fungi. Um, good. I bet they make good good jokes. Um, sec- some cactoida, and then a bit of everything, but no geological things on this planet. Yeah, um, that is a shit. I mean, is there anything in the actual uh, um, in the in the panel on the left? Because I thought there used to be uh, things that appeared on the panel on the left. Oh, you mean in the actual? System map now. Yeah. Let me come out of there and go into the system map. So I'm there. I go over there. Boop. Zoom in. Um, so I don't get where Kai's saying I should see this egg, if at all. Oh, no. What he means by the egg is, is you know, the um, the nav beacons. Yeah. yeah and I'm just well, not seeing any of that are you the in, planet. Are you in contacts um, at the moment, Ben? Oh, okay. I was in the. I it's not on the, the DSS. It's on. Um, it's in your contacts, like where you would see any um, oh, crash navigation. sites and shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, I've got a reason. Uh, looks like there's nothing on this planet. Uh, I've got. A, I've, I've got a. Yeah, I've got an irregular marker here, which is yeah. like a square within a square. Right. Um, uh, and then I've got a resource extraction site, but I think that's in space. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to uh, move <laughs> everyone yeah. shouting at your left panel, Ben. Uh, just quickly, I'm going to summarize some of the, the comments that we've had from the chat room so far. 
basically, we've had uh, Commander Tamlin, who's who said that the Planet Tech he's found is awesome once you set the uh, quality to ultra for capture, it gets rid of that awful broken LOD stepping. Um, uh, Commander Chicks is having a, a blast with his uh, Dysonator. Is that going to be the new name from now on? The Dysonator. No. I think I, I, I quite like that. Oh, so just as long as we can all agree, it is in fact the crotch panel. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, we have. Uh, Commander X Payne X in the uh, in the listing uh, in the listening part of the show, but I'm afraid I don't know how to get him to uh, to join the main show at the moment. Uh, oh, hello! There we go. Is he? You, you figured it out? Or is he I think I, fig- I think I've figured it out. It's this brand new fangled technology. <laughs> so we're, we're waiting for him to respond. We've sent him the we've sent in the invites. <laughs> so yeah, I think when people are in the in the room, down the bottom of the of the page, there's a little icon with a little hand that says, you know, you're raising your hand basically saying, Can I speak? Yeah. And if people click that, then we get a little silence notification saying X Pain would like to speak, and then we can pull them in. Uh, so we will he's in now. Yeah, we we've we've got him. So uh Commander X Pain, welcome uh to welcome to Live Radio. Uh so we're gonna ask you the, the million dollar question. How's Odyssey making you feel at the moment? Good evening. Nice to nice to speak to you again. Obviously I've spoke to you once before, I think, way back when. Way back um, when. Yeah, way yeah, back. Um to be honest, undercooked, I think. Would be my first response being a vr player especially because of the frame rate um the actual frame rate's been hard basically mm-hmm. uh, for people in vr so it's i've been using horizons to be fair to me mostly um but more so i kind of disappointed as well a bit because obviously you probably my rant the other week about the secret screw the you know, um the development and everything else i said um I was a bit obviously a bit more in a different headspace then but but yeah, I, I think I think we're disappointed because I think you and you and everybody else, it seems, was was looking forward to maybe getting up out of, out of the seat and walking around and and in, and exploring the home, which the home that's been our ships for, for since the start. I mean, I'm like you guys. I'm a beta player, a lifetime expansion pass holder. Poured loads of money into the game. 1984 player, you know, Commodore 64. Got elite. Didn't see the sun for one summer, um, okay. you know, on the Commodore 64 as a kid, age of 10. And and obviously played the games between Frontier and, you know, the other games in between the Amiga games. And I think all that time dreamed of getting up out of your seat and walking around your ship. And even if it was just a case of, because, you know, even if it was just a case of walking under the ship, going into a lift and then going from the lift straight into the pilot seat and now... You could use that on any ship. So yeah. the, the argument about, oh, I don't want to walk the entire length of my anaconda, we don't have to. I mean, even yeah. if you don't give us the rest of the anaconda, just give us that little bit, because I think, I think we, especially in VR, immersion is important, and uh, believability is important as well. And I think, I think as if we were a thousand years from now, you know, a thousand plus years from now, we'd, we'd still be shooting each other dead for for for. 500 square piece of land you know 
<laughs> as a human species. I hope we aren't. But, you know, these conflict zones seem so, so false and so tacked on. So, yeah, I think, I think the game's been going in the wrong direction for quite some time. And I think that, that started with, with engineering, where it, was, where it became an arms, arms race and a trader would, you know, a trader with an A-rated a ship, no chance to survive a, a, an engineered pirate if he didn't comply. And just so often, more often than not, the pirate's just going to blow him up anyway, just for the, just for the giggles. Um, it takes away the whole point of why we're playing it is, you know, what it would be like to, to do Elite for real. In effect, you know, no, it's a game, but that's why we play games. So I think I'd like to see David Braben come out and just say, look, I'm going to steer the ship back on course and steer it away from Pew Pew Land. I know, I know a, lot, a lot of people like the Pew Pew and the shooting and the fighting, and it is fun for a little while, but I'd like to see it come back to why we, well, I think why we all sort of signed up was what would that planet possibly be like? You know, could, could I find something that no one else has found? Could, am I going to get an amazing experience? And, and to be fair, I mean, I, I, it doesn't owe me anything. I've had thousands of hours of, of fun out of this game. So I, I can't, I can't say, oh, I've not got what I paid for. I have, but it could be so much more. And I think that's the frustration. I'm, you're angry because you love it, not you're angry because you hate it. That's, that's probably the best way of putting it. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm having a rant, but yeah, you, you carry on. <laughs> no, it, um, considering, the, uh, I mean, are you finding it that um, it's some of the, the fundamental design decisions, like the problems that Shan has, uh, are more winding you up rather than the actual execution of Odyssey with the with the low FPS and the and the uh, yeah. uh, the disconnects that are doing you absolutely, head. absolutely. I mean, he's like it, Shan's like a brother from another mother when it comes to that, and and me, I, I'm I'm almost on on board with everything he everything he says on that because it's it's that it's that easy choice. I think that's what that's what I think. I know we've had co- obviously COVID and everything else, and that's changed a lot of things for everybody. I mean, I had a family member pass away on Christmas Day from from COVID. Um, so yeah, it's a serious thing. But um, I think I think I think they spent too much time battering down this 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 idea that everybody wants to 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 play FPS and like the FPS shooting games and the popularity of that. I mean. That's all very well, but that's not really, in my opinion. I know, obviously, people have a different opinion, but my opinion that why, why, as I said, why, why we all signed up in the first place, effectively. So yeah, I, I, the design decisions for sure. I mean, having a a place to go, socialise, like a, like a like a bar where you could, as you said, as Shane said, go and get a drink, mm-hmm. go and like a jukebox maybe or something, or where you can have voice chat, localised voice chat with another player next to you, so you can sit at the bar and talk about. This trade route you've just found, you know, and there, or, or, or there should be an option where you could offer him a job as a as an escort fighter. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that, that sort of stuff. It, it's not yeah. there, so, but it should be. There's yeah, no reason think, why not. Yeah, I think I completely agree. I think everybody agrees that um, the actual social side of it, which you know, the the, I mean, in my opinion, the bar looks the bar looks fantastic. The problem with the bar is. There's not much you can really do with other players. Everybody else just takes the knee, and that's it. And that's it. It's <laughs> a facade, it, isn't it? It's a facade. It, it's it, it is no. There's no tangible options in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, would you be uh, happier with the, you know the ability to um, 
uh, you know, to interact with other players, say you go up to another player, press the E key like you do with the other ones and you're into private chat. Or yeah. would you prefer things like um, emotes where you can you can make rude gestures at Ben, for instance? You can have some emotes. I don't know about rude gestures, but people will find a way, I'm sure. But I think what would be a good idea would be Commander Payne would like to talk to you. or And then you say yes or no. You don't have to respond. You can ignore them or you can talk to them. You know, And then you've got voice chat opened up. Then you can obviously with voice chat, you can, you can get a lot more information over a lot more quickly. So... The chances for emergent gameplay, which the guy from the code was talking about, uh, increase exponentially because yeah. all of a sudden you've got a hub. He's a gu- and I, or also, if I was Frontier, if, you li- if they're listening, I would add I would add some sort of gold rush mechanic every t- every couple of weeks and make it so this is this place is where you're going to get the money. But there's obviously going to be pirates. There's going to be other people. There's going to be escort ships. So now there goes the the question: open open solo private again. I would fix that quite easily by having a PvP flag. I don't know, I don't understand why they didn't ever add add that. Um, have a PvP flag. So maybe maybe as a trader, you've got your flag on. So a pirate comes in, he pulls you out of super cruise. He can't blow you up, but you can still you can still you can still play along with the pirate kind of. Maybe not not blow you up, but maybe maybe a very serious rep, 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 you know. Um, repercussions of attacking you, so your right. system system is really effective. For example, for example, but I'd also have also make anarchy completely open and completely. You know, you go to anarchy, you can't have a PVP flag, and there'll be a cooldown. So have that into the game. So it gives gives the pirates and gives the people that want to play like that somewhere to go and play as well. Give them their playground. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. As well. So yeah, I would love to see that open up. And as I said, Shan says about the design decisions. It, it just seems that the, the designers are just looking at it and saying, well, what's popular, what's popular at the moment? Let's, let's shove an FPS in there. And it seems so false, forced into the game. It's like a square peg round hole almost. And, uh, yeah. and I, I, it, it could be a great first step, you know, no pun intended. But, but yeah, at the moment, I don't think it's fit for purpose, really. But... Okay. Uh, Shan, uh, you want to have a quick word with uh, Commander Payne here, don't you? Well, yeah, I was going to expand it as to say, I'm, I, to be fair, I'll be open to out of the Shan character and talking to me to <laughs> I, I have been really struggling with Odyssey. Um, and if you ask me how it makes me feel, um, being open about it, it makes me feel so sad. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not depressive, but I speak to people, you know, I speak to people who make the popular videos and the whole thing like that, and and they're sad too. And it's like the people I play with, the people I talk to, are just down about it. And it's it's a community that seems to be on a downer. And I don't, I don't, we can go into the ins and outs, and I didn't want this to be about the game mechanics so much, just more about how we feel. And it just matters. Yeah, sad. yeah, I understand. And, and, and I think the thing that I noticed that kind of rubs that feeling home is there's just so many little bits. It's like being death by detect by ducks there's so many little things where you think you forgot how to do engineers you forgot you did that in horizons to stop the grind you forgot you did that why is that back in why have you done that why is this little thing 
back now. And it's almost as though all the lessons they learned from the past years have just been forgotten about. And it just feels, and it sounds a horrible, horrible thing to say, and I hate myself for saying it, but that's how I feel. I feel as though the people who designed this and let it through have lost their love for the game. And that's really affecting me in a negative way because I'm picking that up from other people as well, and I don't want to. Well, as we said before, a minimum, minimum viable product is the last thing we want, and that's often how it's feeling at the moment. And reverting to type as well with the, as you said, about the engineering and not learning lessons from, from things like that. And it shouldn't be yeah. about the find. It, should, it shouldn't be about the grind. It should be about the find. You know, you, you find the thing you need and great, and but not, I need 150,000 of these. I don't know exactly where to get them, but it's going to take me two weeks or three weeks or a month. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just little things. It's like we, we talk about relogging at certain spots. Yeah, well, that, what is that what? in the game for? What, well, is that in the, what other what? game do you stand there and disconnect, reconnect, and disconnect and reconnect? <laughs> you know, and I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I, I am struggling. I mean, Colin... Yeah hit the nail on the head last week when he asked me, is it losing its magic? And I honestly don't know at the moment because I, I've got such a such a passion and a, a love for the game and the people I meet at LaveCon and chat to and stuff like that. And to see them sad and equally, yeah. or even not more so, disillusioned, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, I mean, I, I haven't played for a long, long time, uh, sort of consistently, and I've just got back, got back into it. And I'm a Pimax, AKX, wide field of view, a whole setup. And in, in Horizons, it runs great. But in, in Odyssey, absolute nightmare. But that, that, that aside, that, that could be fixed, potentially, hopefully. But the, but the actual... The actual thing that was... The, the, the things that, you know, the, the, the options that I've been offered with Odyssey... You think, well, what, 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 what is there for someone who's not specifically into the pew pew? I mean, I like first person shooters, but not necessarily in this environment how it's been done. Now, big open battles on ground where you've got two forces with, with, with different land vehicles and maybe mech suits and sort of like a planet side sort of vibe to it would be fantastic. But these little fights, in as I said, dying for a 500 yard squared, um base it doesn't seem to mean anything so i could stand on point b and then point a and point c it's just so formulaic I've, we've seen that so many times before and i just don't think elite should be about that yeah it should be uh, right well thanks thanks for anyway. joining us on this sorry yeah, i can I, I get i start ranting and i sort of go off into that <laughs> tangent thanks for thanks for letting me on thank you very much okay well um thanks thanks for your contribution we also have uh Gra beard, I do believe. Is that, is, this, is that how I you pronounce it? No, it is pronounced as gray, like the color of gray and a beard. You know, oh, like so it's a, just a gray beard then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this me ask, ask me the question that you've been asking the others, and I'm gonna flat out tell you I'm in shock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm in I'm in I'm in a pretty deep state of shock as to how we, the community, got led on by all these pretty pictures and all this other stuff. And yet, I'm going to turn right around and say, I still support Frontier. I'm standing with the devs and the community managers. 
because they're going to make sure, and I'm hoping that they're going to bring this thing around like we all are. But I have been in a state of shock, and last night was the first real time I had to download and reinstall Elite Dangerous on a different drive because it would not go into the drive where I had it originally. Last night was the first real time that I was able to get out of a ship, mm-hmm. out in the hangar, walk around, walk into the station lobby, and I'm going, my God, we just tore the hell out of every other space film that's out there on the market today. And yet, I'm still in a state of shock as to how it was released. So are you, are you having severe trouble with the um, with the frame rate and the performance then? I was in earlier today in uh, Jameson's Lowell Station in Sendez. My frame rate out in the hangar was up in the high 30s. Mm-hmm. And walking into the lobby, into the bar, it was in the high 20s. Now, mind you, I'm running a G4T... Uh, M50 Ti. Yeah. So it should be able to handle it quite easily, shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm doing, you know, it, look, it looks okay, and performance-wise, I think it'll get better. But I haven't been to none of the planets yet to land on. I'm still feeling my way around with some of the menus, the, the, the galaxy map and the system map. Why was that changed? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I, I, I'm afraid I cannot argue about the changes, especially to the outfitting. The outfitting, I'm there. Just, uh, outfitting, yeah. where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, it and does. Then, and then I do a lot of passenger missions. I do a lot of passenger sightseeing missions. Now I can't tell if the passenger I'm picking up is wanted or not. And if I'm going to make it to the destination station, am I going to get blown up and thrown into a prison ship? It, yeah. don't, it don't specify. Because I was using the passenger missions to finance my power play. Yes. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, and power play's taking a bit of a hit at the moment, hasn't it? I don't know. I'm waiting until after the check on Thursday to see what's going to happen with power play. Yeah. Yes. But the but the whole basis of what I wanted to step in here real quick and add my, you know, unbiased position is that I'm still in a state of shock. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at the developers or community managers. I'm just in a state of shock as to how it came out, yeah. how it was released. Okay. Um, well, thanks for your contribution, Greybeard. Uh, we'll. Um, <laughs> I think you. We can certainly add you to the list of of people who are um, just basically disappointed with what has. Yeah, uh, disappointed. Has you know, I'm disappointed, but you know, like I said, in a state of shock. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much for that. Um, right, psychic. Um, Coming back to you for your uh, uh, for your little uh, trip for um, well, not your trip. Your your 
your experience on the FPS. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything there that you think that could be done to to entice people into it? I think I think a lot of a lot of players have outright decided that this is not this is not elite dangerous so i think a lot there are there are a, a, a group of players that are specifically like this is not what i expected this is not what i believe the rest of the community wants so it's it's a it's a no mm-hmm. um i feel like having a sphere of combat would be really cool um so having having vehicles having um people trying to shoot down the vultures as they're coming down and having yeah. a combat above as well um, on, on ships would be very cool. Again, instancing would need to be improved exponentially for that to be more of a, um, uh, more viable. Yeah. But I, I do, I do like it. It, it harks back to those, um, my my Counter Strike days, like um old school FPS FPS days. Um, I would be more inclined to say to the people who are like who are absolutely certain that this isn't what Elite should be and what the game needs, what they would have in its place. Yeah, and you see, this this is the thing that gets me is that I do like the way that things have been linked up outside of the combat zones, uh, and this is one thing that I. I don't. I don't know whether I feel that I'm in a minority or not. Is that, um, say, for instance, you go and get a mission that uh, means that you've got to retrieve something from a crashed satellite, and when you get there, there are people who are hanging about, and you know that they're badens, and so you go into FPS mode or you drive around in the SRV to take them out. I I, th- I think that the way they've integrated the FPS. Uh, in that particular environment works very, very well. Agreed. Um, the problem is I don't think... I think people are are too focused on the combat zones. There's a lot of war. Mm. Um, and there's... Because there are more stations to control and more thing, more and um, things, uh, things to control. There's a lot more wall popping up in in systems because more pla- more places have more things to control. So when people pass, automatically they go into some kind of conflict. So it, it's understandable that people who have a vested interest in background simulation will be doing an increased amount of um, conflict. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I don't know whether whether there's a case of it being some of them are capture zones, some of them are you just you just go in as a, there's an attack defense met, um uh like style to it. So you go in as a wave of commanders who have to clean and sweep an area, and that's a different version of a conflict zone. And it's kind of like a, a roll the dice RNG as to what you get. Maybe maybe a couple of different modes to differentiate it up a bit, other than the capture points. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, do you feel that we need a kind of feature roadmap coming in? In Would that, do you think that that would actually help reassure people in the community that uh, there's some, more stuff coming in? Some, maybe. The the people who are, who continue forward with cautious optimism, the people who are like, nah, game's fucked. You're not going to, you're not going to turn them around, whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I can't tell whether people are just basically 
angry at the state of this release and saying, right, okay, that's it. Or whether or not they're going, they're angry at the state of the release, but still want to stick around to see what's happening later. I know, I know there were some people who were really enjoying playing. I know that there were some, because I have spoken to a lot of commanders who were still really enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ben wants to ask you a question. So I'm just wondering, Psychic, actually, it's you know, harking back to what a bunch of folks have been saying while they've been talking to us. It's making me wonder, are we, whoever we are, game's target audience? I think, and if we're not the game's target audience, who do you think the game's target audience is? I think the combat, the way that the combat has been put forward and displayed, was to try and bring in a a different group of commanders and a different group of people and new people into the game. The way the combat has been marketed has been marketed in the direction of those people who want those kind of conflict. Uh, th- these kind of conflict zones and want to have that old that that first person shooter aspect they wouldn't have shown uh, a conflict specific promo at where where they did i can't remember where it was that um where they did it but they wouldn't have shown a conflict specific promo um on a like, like on a younger person i'm i say younger person but you know what i mean um yeah. Along, alongside lots of other first-person shootery type games in this showcase, um, if they weren't hoping to tap into that market, oh, and that's the, just the Xbox. Yeah, um, what, whatever. What was it? There was like a game, like a games it was, it was preview an Xbox thing. Game kind of thing. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, the, yeah, they did that. That came out, and that was very clearly marketed towards not your average, not what I would necessarily class as your average Elite Dangerous player, but it piqued my interest because every other game that I play that isn't Elite Dangerous has got those those combat elements and that kind of um, conflict to it. So mm. parts of it, so some like the exploration stuff and the stuff that they, they started talking about, I personally believe was targeted towards the current explorers or the current elite dangerous players and then some more of the conflict zone stuff was um was designed aimed more to a newer market and getting in contact with newer people yeah um okay shan you've got a, a another question for, for Psy- yeah it's, it's just interesting listen to what Sai said because i have considered that you know maybe part of my feeling is because i'm not the person they're after anymore. Um, so uh, back when the trailer was released, you know, the video and stuff like that, I showed it to um, the mini shans. Now, both of them are serious FPS players. I mean, they're really, really into it. And their, their reaction was, oh, this is uh, a bit basic, isn't it? And so I don't know. I, I, I don't know who it's aimed for. Um, and that's part of my thing. So obviously you say it's, it's aimed exactly at your demographic. You know, your style of gameplay, you really like that. And that's great. I, I love it hitting, hitting some people because that gives me hope that it's not a complete dead duck. But for, for portions of the F, real FPS players I know, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's like a, a warm cup of coffee. Right. Um, well, I think... One of the things that people are fixating on is, I mean, is the FPS side of things. Uh, they're not look. They've, they've kind of sort of said it, it's just been tagged on. Whereas, my, in my experience, um, 
it, especially when you're running missions that you know you start off in your ship you end up on the planet you end up doing a little bit of fps and then you end up going up back into the ship and fighting your way out on your ship that is a pretty straightforward uh integrated experience for me and it reminds me of playing stuff like traveler but in a computer game it's it's that kind of thing now we the target demographic is is basically people who like Star Citizen, people who like No Man's Sky. And we're all supposed to be fitting into that little niche, if you like. It's just that I feel that everybody's just concentrating too much on the um on the combat zones. Uh, we've got Space Raccoon here who's, who's added stuff into the uh uh, into the chat, he says, uh, he says, or they say, and I just love Odyssey. Yes, there are some bugs, but it's a really good foundation for what's to come. I think people forget or don't care that this game is not like other games. Brackets, just their, uh, just their opinion, of course. Um, uh, Psykit, this is from uh, Stephen Usher. Um, do you? Do you think they didn't really develop the FPS side enough to actually interest that player group because it's rather primitive? Um, I think it lays a good foundation for the future with what I answered to him in um, in chat. Um, and then his follow-up question was, do you, do you think it's too primitive to keep that demographic happy before they leave and move elsewhere? And I'm not, uh, I can't see into the future and only time will tell. Um, Nopolis, Nopolis 3S makes a kind thing. It's a, he sort of, he likes it to... Um, it's the Firefly, Firefly episode play style that I seem to be doing, <laughs> which I actually quite like. Um, Xylo90, um, can I say that I don't really care about the new conflict zones, but I do like the exploration on foot. Uh, I'm only sad about the instability issues regarding the connections to the server, which I, I think, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, yes. We've also got um, someone also joining us, uh, someone who may be familiar to a member of the crew. Um, Never heard of him. Little Big Ian, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Um, so, Odyssey, I know this is mm -hmm. going to sound terrible and will probably get me. Uh, hold on, hold on. What? Little Big Ian, who are you and what do you do? Um, <laughs> I occasionally play Elite. <laughs> okay. Let, let him take. Let him take the fifth, and whatever um, punishments coming his way. Uh, <laughs> let's all begin. Um, what are your feelings on Odyssey at the moment, then? So yeah, it's got problems. That that much is obvious. Um, I got randomly stuck down a crevasse I couldn't get out of a few missions ago. Um, Who's so, crevasse? So just did the honourable thing and. Um, so it, you know, just tried to use all my power up while singing "Abide with Me," um, and yeah, it's got problems. But I'm actually having fun. Like I've done the missions where you know you go to the um, crash thing and recover. You know, you have to recover, and there's a couple of people there. You know, the first couple of times I did the normal thing of shooting them, then the second time I headbutted them with my Corvette. The third time I found out if you fire frag cannons at them, they fly really far away. So that was quite fun. Um, and then the next time I got distracted by some plants, so I think it took two, over two hours to finish that mission. So, yeah, I'm having a great time with it. It's, it does have faults. It does have work that needs to do. In, and I'm hoping this roadmap we get 
on the fourth, is it the fourth? Yeah. Um, we'll have you know this is how we're gonna you know uh, deal with the performance issues, the um, instancing issues, whatever the heck we've done to the BGS. Yeah. And all the other bits that people have rightfully noticed that anarchy factions are going going extinct if we're not careful, all that type of stuff. I think it's a really good foundation to build on. I know people are unhappy about with what's there, but a lot of this was in the original Kickstarter thing. I know Kickstarter videos should never been relied on, but if a lot of this was already there, then it's fair to assume a lot of this was in Braben's original vision. So, you know, that's another thing to take into account, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, um, that, that somebody else is enjoying it. Um, yeah, but thanks for your, thanks for your contribution. little begin. Um, <laughs> hopefully we haven't got you into trouble. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also joined yet again by Kai Zen. Um, welcome back, Kai. What's, hey. What would you like to, to mention? So before, I just wanted to say the thing about the manufacturing, whatever, as, a, as an answer. But I, I've heard a lot of people expressing, and I'm not in any way negating their feelings, expressing that they uh, have this issue or that issue with Odyssey. Um, I think there's actually sort of two separate problems with odyssey that is kind of making this perfect storm that is pissing off a lot of people the first is obviously it was released undercooked it has bugs it has problems whatever mm-hmm. i fully expect that frontier will get that in line um you know in due course um i think the second problem that people are having is just more the design philosophy the feeling of it as far as it's pretty much the one thing that's fully sort of done that it's all sort of built around is the fps part and i think that there might be a lot of existing elite players that aren't really a huge fan of the fps stuff there are some that you know you've got psychic who loves that you got you know burr who loves that i think though you will find more elite players that that sort of don't we're here for something else but something occurred to me the other day, and, and just for the record, for all of the complaints that I have about uh, Odyssey, and, and, and they are numerous, um, I kind of have been having a lot of fun playing it, running around and collecting all the crap from my suit and like trying to figure out. It's, I love that it's like a new puzzle to try to fit, but like it's a thousand puzzles to try to figure out how to upgrade all of your stuff. I have to say, <clears throat> while I don't love the FPS stuff, there's a lot of things that I would love to see in the future with Elite Dangerous. I would love to see running around in my ship interior. I would love to see running around on a planet with, you know, lakes and rivers and plants and something that looks like a llama and something that looks like a saber-toothed tiger. I would I would love to do mineralogy. I would love to do archaeology. I would love to do uh, all kinds of science-y whatever stuff. And in order to get to all of that stuff that I would love to do, Mm-hmm. This this walking around part is kind of a necessary thing for them to like get it like the 1.0 version to get it nailed down. And I think that in a lot of ways, they've done a fantastic job of nailing it down. Now, just because <clears throat> it's like, you know, I want to I want to order food and I want to order Chinese food. And what we have now is just sort of the process of like, 
a store where you get food and they don't have Chinese food. So it's not to my taste exactly yet, but this is a necessary step to get there. If you see what I mean to all of the stuff that I want. So after they do some work of, of kind of, you know, finish cooking it a little bit, I really think that a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, as they add more modules and things to it and more, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing the FPS. It's just, that's a personal taste thing. Some will like it, some won't, whatever. But as they get to the less shoot a guy in the face thing and more into the NASA shit, I, I yeah. think this is really an exciting change of the scope that could allow for very cool stuff. So I just wanted to throw in a hopeful note. I thought that uh, little Biggin's comments were phenomenal, but like it's been very, very downery. And I just wanted to say, I feel like there's definitely reason to have a lot of hope for the future, you know, if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, uh, I think everybody um, I, from, well, I can only say for myself, but I am, I, I do have hope for the future as long as Frontier keep with it, because the, the one thing, especially with, um, uh, if you've been, as you as you well know, if you've been with this a long time, if they find something that doesn't work, they just leave it, or doesn't have the effect that they want. They just leave it by the side, and yeah. that's. I think there's a lot of anxiety that because this doesn't feel, seem to be working, it's going to be left by the side. Oh, uh, definitely. So there's tons of examples: uh, CQC, PowerPlay, mm -hmm. etc. Uh, there's tons of examples of stuff where they leave something unfinished and that's painful to us, but there's also tons of examples, you know, mining was absolute shite when they brought it out and then they added in others, they added in core mining and other cool stuff. So like it's a roll of the dice. And I think that um, as much as we have legitimate gripes and concerns, also we should keep in mind that, David Braben personally has changed the face of gaming at least twice. And like, I'm willing to, if, if there's a guy that I'm willing to put my money on and say, I think this guy can pull it off. I'll put my money on that guy. So I, I say, we wait, we hear him out on Friday. We have a little hope. And, and, and instead of making ourselves like super miserable now about what could come, we wait and see and give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, um, Shan, do you want to ask Kai a, a question? Well, it's more of a general question to everyone, really, and maybe something to think about. So it's getting on, so I'm not expecting an answer right away. Is if Frontier fix the instancing issues and the the performance, and maybe jazz up the UI so it's improved, will that be enough for people to turn that frown upside down? Well. Well, okay. Um, Kai, do you want to, to take that one first? And I think we'll take that one question and run it around everyone else in the crew as well for the moment. Uh, let me go last. Okay, then. All right. Well, you know what? I I will go first for once. Um, personally, um, I think it that needs to be done at the very least. Um, I still think they need to have some kind of extra social tools in the bar in order to make it just to, to round it out. Once they've got that in, I know I'm going to be happy. Uh, but 
Um, I mean, I'm happy with the exploration. Um, I'm happy with the with running the missions. Um, the FPS stuff, I can, I can take. You know, the the conflict zones, I can take or leave because, um, it you know, it is it's not supposed to be a dedicated FPS game. This, and I don't know why everyone's fixating about it. But if you know, if you add in those social tools. That that's I think what's is the missing secret sauce at the moment. So so that's me. Um, Psychic. Um, have to have a frown to turn it upside down. Um, I I agree with you though. Um, Colin. Uh, uh, social aspects I think will make a lot of people happy. Um, I think I think that as I said earlier, I think there are people who are fully like nope. No. Nope, yeah. Uh, frontier and elite dangerous is dead to me. And I mean, those people, you'd have to be some kind of sycophant to want to change their mind. But I, I think um, I'm I would like to I, I would like to see social aspects. I think there is um, a couple of basic things I think would get more people back into doing stuff predominantly. Um, the instancing, definitely mm-hmm. um, some other things as well predominantly instancing instancing is my biggest bugbear at the moment and um, but it's always been my biggest bugbear um and like gen general visual stability would be great <laughs> okay but, but i mean aside from that i'm re- i took it but take a little bit of time off if you're really really hating it take a little bit of time off don't play for a little while give it a couple of weeks and then come back to it and see how you feel then yeah um ben yeah, I'm going to agree with what we've all been saying. I want, I've been always wanting the ability to go out to Commander and do more than just teabag them. <laughs> Everybody going up I and swapping each other's faces. That is not polite behaviour. But Ben, <laughs> isn't that just what you want to do? Mm. Oh! Um- and for all those who are worried that um, Lave Radio would no longer go to that dirty place because we have Psychit, there's your proof. Oh, I heard Psychit curse. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, all I can do, I've got Commander Payne here. All I can do to say hi to him is squat in his general direction. That's all what you do And anyways. he's doing the same. And he's doing the same to me. Do yeah, that to I'd love them. to be able to wave at somebody... You know, I'd love to be able to, you know, point and salute them and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Am I up? Can, he's, Taylor's actually saying, is raising one good point, and he can look down dejectedly at the floor, or maybe stare, you know, hopefully off into the sunset or something like that. That's, that is something else we can do with our, <laughs> with our heads, I guess. Okay, so you can do the man from CNA pose. Wonderful. And that shows my age because CNA hasn't been in this country for 20 years. That's probably been in the UK for oh, years. My God. I, I got my second or third ski suit from CNA. <laughs> All right, am I up? Right, okay, Ben, Ben, let's, let's bring Sorry. Kai back into this now. Okay, Kai, yes. uh, you're up. So with respect to everyone else, I completely disagree. And this is a matter of, you know, this is a thing where there's no right or wrong answer. It's just opinions. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I get all of your socializing aspect of like wanting, you know, emotes and stuff. I don't really care. I, I, I would be happy with the ability to sit down at a couple of places at the bar and order a drink and have whatever for whatever RP. I don't really care for me. 
what would make it like what would turn the frown upside down first off i I don't have a frown at the moment i just have a neutral face i have like resting bitch face but like (laughs) what would make me happy what would make me so thrilled right now is if on this friday june 4th when they give the road road map they say okay we're gonna fix these bugs in phase one then we're gonna focus on these bugs in phase two these bugs on phase three now design like focus we want to aim at this we want to you know i don't know put in some put back some kind of meaningful something with the the plant gun loop the 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 whole genome collecting i'm not i get that people didn't like uh the first version of it because it was sort of a reskinned version of lock picking from skyrim i get that i i thought honestly like day one, it was a little tricky, but it took me like a couple tries to get, but then I got it. Day two, when they nerfed it a little and made it like, oh, we're gonna make it a little easier. To me, I thought it wasn't too hard at all. I thought like, oh, that's nifty, whatever. I get that people didn't like it and I get why people didn't like it. To me, even though it wasn't hard, to me it was a little, it felt a little like, well, this is kind of brainless. This isn't like thought, like thoughtful. I think maybe a good way to put in gameplay to it would be to make it like more like dss fss scanning where it's like the, the 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 trick the gameplay isn't in pulling the sample it's in finding the plants like make it a little more like thoughtful or or mm. interesting or high-minded to to find where the plants are but like whatever so like if they were to say though hey man we're gonna put in we're gonna put in more nasa we're gonna put in find the plants we're gonna put in scavenge and like there's a there's a thing you have to do in order to get if you don't get it right you know you pull this part out and it breaks and now it's useless or you pull this part out and it explodes and now you know you take damage or you could die like the reality of space right is mm-hmm. that space wants to kill you as a human all the time you're not supposed to be there that's a thing that nasa the guys said about the the nasa program to mars they said we have to factor in on everything that you do 24 hours a day Mars wants to kill you. You're not supposed to be there. So rather than the danger always be that some guy shows up and wants to shoot you in the face, I would love if the danger is it's just too hot here or the danger is this machine could break if you do it wrong and it could explode on you or the danger is you go to a door and you open it without checking it and the pressurization's wrong and it blows you back or a million other things. Basically, what would turn my frown upside down is if we got less I mean, the Pew Pew is great. It's fine. It's good. It's serviceable. Mm-hmm. Now I want NASA. Now I want sciencey stuffs. And if yeah. what, what they tell us is, hey man, for the next sort of year, year and a half, we're going to focus on because they they did a phenomenal job of releasing Horizons sort of as a bare bone product, but then they added to it and added to it and added to it, and by the end of Horizons, it was like, wow, we got a really good product here. If yeah. what we get is lots of it doesn't have to be tied to dates i'm not trying to set them up i'm not trying to like uh, 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 like expect the impossible but if we get hey here's our thought process of where we're going with this we're, we're wanting to add in some of this and some of that and some srvs and some this and some that and it'll be coming in stages and you know we're gonna work on ship interiors at some point it's not that's not something you get soon but that's something you might get down the line like okay now i can relax and say this is the thoughtful, impressive scientific game that I fell in love with. 
And now I'm definitely going to leave because I've been talking for like 10 minutes. Bye. <laughs> well, thanks for your contribution, Kai. It's, it's always nice to have you on. Um, right. Well, I'm going to draw all this to a close. Uh, we'll just like to thank everybody uh, who's made contributions either over the air or in the chat room. Um, thanks for your discussion about uh, what we think of, of Odyssey. Um, so at the moment, uh, I am now going to uh, basically wrap up our usual um, with our usual shout outs. Uh, we did have answers uh, to one of our questions from Commander uh, Valagric, um, who said towards the episode or the end of episode uh, 342, you guys mentioned the percentages of players that have unlocked certain achievements on the Xbox side of things. Please know that I've not seen a single thing that verifies that these percentages are correct. And as an Xbox player since the inception of the Xbox, it doesn't surprise me in the least that they'd be very inaccurate. So questioning the accuracy of said percentages of people who have completed such and such in any game is a very reasonable and rightful thing to do. Do not take these numbers as an absolute or as any sort of measuring metric of any sort, because I can all but guarantee they're wrong. <laughs> Take care. So there we go. Um, don't, <laughs> we were concerned that there was something like only 27% of uh, Xbox commanders that had actually bought a new ship, which didn't feel right. So that kind of answers that question. Um, so I guess one of the, the community the community question that we can throw out there has been, what is your feeling on Odyssey? And, um, yep, if you, if you leave a message, uh, either on the YouTube channel or on, or on in the chat, then, uh, or even an email, we will, uh, add it to the show. Um, so shout outs. Uh, first of all, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at uh, 8.30 uh, British Summertime. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. But there's a certain commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. Um, we'll give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year. Uh, so hello to Loose Screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, which is a bit quiet this week. Yeah, don't, I know. I don't understand. Yes. Some people think that I might be quiet. I'm so sorry. It had to be you, didn't it? <laughs> You're just shy, Colin. Admit it. Yes, I'm a jinx. <laughs> I, have jinx I have jinxed the Flight Assist podcast. I do apologise. Um, for the Spanish speakers, there is the Elite Cast. Uh, there's the uh, Canon Podcast, the Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, uh, the Guard Frequency, who do other space sims as well, and Allograb AM. Um, for those that want a literary discussion about science, sci-fi and fantasy books, uh, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. And following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Witherspoon with contributions by the fantastic Commander Beetlejude. We'll also like to put in special thanks to Commander Tokuso who created music for the introduction of this show. Now, before I call out does anybody have any final business they want to yell at me um we need a stunt colin 
the next time you go on size podcast. I stunned Colin. <laughs> you mean you need a body double? <laughs> yeah, like in air, like, like in the airplane. You know. Uh, no one's good. No one's taking away the inflatable pilot from the orange sidewinder. We need him. <laughs> Colin, there is one. I do have a slight beef with the community. Um, about this is can you please stop moaning about orange sidewinder errors it's not our fault we do not call it orange sidewinder error it's nothing to do with us no that that is quite true i find i have to apologize every time it comes up in the chat (laughs) anyway that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Psychit, thanks to Shan, and thanks to Ben. Special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. And until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Digest, 1st of June, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Second Terman's appeal falters. Salvation. The wait goes on. Ida on strike as repair commodities remain missing. In front of things. Following Prime Minister Edmund Mahan's re-election on Friday and a resounding vote in favour of continuing his expansionist approach to galactic politics, it seemed likely that he'd see massive support for this week's tritium mining initiative. 
and that the galaxy would soon be seeing five more Alliance starports in five currently uninhabited systems. But it's not going well for the re-elected Prime Minister. With less than two days left, it seems unlikely that enough tritium will be contributed to allow more than one of the starports to be commissioned, and there's a real possibility of incredibly poor payouts to commanders who've contributed. The one system likely to get a starport is LHS-2522. It's hardly the show of political and commercial support the Prime Minister would have wanted. With the first test of his second term apparently in tatters, things are about as bad for the Prime Minister as they could possibly get. Only another famine from a fringe group like the Scythe of Panem, a sudden resurgence by the Theta group of the NMLA, or an attack on Alliance core systems by the Thargoids, could possibly make things worse. The unexplained loss of station repair commodities continues to be a major issue for Thargoid damaged stations in the Pleiades, in the Colsac Nebula and in the California Nebula, in stark contrast to the successful work to eliminate the Thargoid presence, rescue stranded inhabitants and to put out the fires. The Thargoid presence was eliminated in two systems last week. This week, at least one, and possibly as many as seven of the remaining eight systems, should have been cleared of Thargoids by Thursday. The fires have been put out in five stations, and it seems likely that most, if not all, of the remaining six stations will have been stabilised by the end of this week. That leaves station repairs where the situation is very different. Artemis Lodge should have been fully repaired and open for business last week, had the repair trend continued. Betancourt Base should have been fully repaired by the end of this week. Both stations are showing single-figure repair totals after Operation Ida stopped work, while they waited for an explanation about what had happened to the vast quantities of commodities already shipped. Donar's Oak had already reached 8% repairs when all the delivered commodities suddenly disappeared. Five days later, it's still not back to half that total. Station staff are unable to explain what has happened to the missing goods, suggesting that space pirates might have raided the store in between security shift changes, or that it might be a very, very large accounting error to the tune of hundreds of thousands of tonnes of painfully procured commodities. Until an explanation is forthcoming, commanders seem willing to eliminate the Thargoids and stabilise the stations, but the repair effort remains at a near halt. There is no realistic prospect of the stations being repaired and brought back into service. There are some galactic news stories that seem unfinished. Perhaps one day something more will be known, but for now, they're inconvenient loose ends. One is the whereabouts and plans of the Theta-7 group. They've not been captured, they're still on the loose, but no one seems to know where or what they're likely to do. Will they strike again, or can the Duvals once again rest easy in their beds? Another is the new federal security law which allows almost all messages to be intercepted. There are rumours of politics and history students being arrested for researching their coursework. Is this sustainable in what's supposed to be primarily a democracy? A third is the ongoing Aegis research work to develop new anti-Xeno weaponry using recovered Guardian artefacts. 
it seems likely that this story at least may advance in the coming days. A fourth, potentially much bigger and possibly related loose end, is the fates of the Adamaster and the Hesperus, and what this may be able to tell us about the Thargoids. Nearly 200 years ago, the twin azimuth biochemicals ships Adamaster and Hesperus set off on voyages of discovery, following up rumours of the alien race known as Thargoids. The Adamaster took aboard a cargo of alien origin that, from the one first-person account we have, drove the crew mad and caused the ship to malfunction. There were no known survivors. The Hesperus was abandoned by its crew after an attempted takeover by a rival company, Pharmasapien, and work is ongoing to find out what became of its crew. The final message retrieved from the abandoned Hesperus suggested that the science team planned to continue with its search for alien life. A mysterious present-day character known only as Salvation is leading the hunt for this missing research expedition. Salvation has been analysing the recovered logs for some weeks now, and nearly a fortnight ago said that no further log retrieval was needed. They've also said that their scientific breakthroughs will literally save all of humanity, and they've confirmed that there is further work to do to track down the missing research party from the Hesperus, presumably as a step towards achieving this unexplained scientific breakthrough. Will this breakthrough contribute towards the anti-Xena research being conducted by Aegis? Or will it be confirmation that President Hudson is secretly sending all that intercepted data to the Thargoid High Command? Or will it be the revelation that Thargoids have been living among us for centuries? Will it reveal that the entire Duval dynasty is Thargoid and that the NMLA is fighting to free humanity? We can only wait with bated breath to find out. Everyone likes a selfie. When you see a view you really like, or go somewhere you've always dreamed of going, and you want to record the moment for posterity, you have two choices. You could either take a picture of the wonderful view, or you can take a picture of your grinning face blotting out the wonderful view. Of course, most people choose the latter. In the case of space, that means the classic configuration of the Asp Explorer spaceship blotting out the majority of what would have been a truly stunning view. This photographic phenomenon is known as Asps in front of things because it's Asps and they're in front of things. Are we going slowly enough? Well, with the advent of Odyssey walking about permits, the suggestion has been put forward that in addition to asps in front of things, a new photographic category should be introduced for those sporting the permit and the ability to disembark. This new form of the photographic art will feature commanders' backs and more specifically their ample buttocks taking the place of the asp explorer in obscuring the most interesting parts of the view. This will of course be known as asses in front of things. <sighs> Galnet News Digest would like to take this proposal one stage further. We would, would we? The purest and most perfect form of pictorial art in this genre category must surely be one where the commander's ass obscures the view of an asp, which in turn obscures the delightful landscape. And of course, this art form could only possibly be known as asses in front of asps in front of things. No charge will be made for the use of this excellent name. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We invent 
obscure photographic art forms so you don't have to. Hey, oh.